0: Sports Radio 104.3 The fan presents Mile High Hoops with Zach By. What is up and welcome to yet another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I'm your host Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy schedule with me here on the pod. Bit of a season wrap-up episode. Um, nuggets get swept in the second round by the Suns, Game 4. Finishes with, uh, I guess, a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say controversy, but a storyline with Jokic. And we'll we'll get to it. Uh, But a 125-118 loss. It it finishes up the season uh, for Denver. And, uh, you know, really, it felt like, honestly, guys, games three and four. And maybe maybe I'm simplifying this too much. But it felt to me a little bit like game three and game four was just a formality. Like, you just, like, had to get through it, and both sides knew what the outcome was going to be. It's almost like you see a um, a fight, or a, you know, I'm talking about, a, like, a, a, a boxing match prize fight, and there's this feeling out period, and then by round, rounds, like, five, six, seven, the reality for one of the fighters is coming into focus, like i 'm going to lose this there is no there is no counter punch to be had to try to uh, upend the fight or pivot hard pivot the fight that 's what that 's what games three and four felt like, and I was uh, wrong about the dynamic of this series uh, through most of game one, as I said on the previous episode, through most of game one, it did not feel like the nuggets were punching out of their weight class it didn 't they had a, a, a double-digit lead nearly, you know, midway through uh, the third. And then there's this, you know, 15-18-minute stretch. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to focus on the substance of the rest of the game then, uh, rather than being hyper-focused on the 15-18 minutes of, you know, an avalanche um, falling against them. And I was wrong about that. The Suns were just better. They were just better. There, there was a couple things going on here. One, we saw uh, Pete Chris Paul, okay? I thought he was the best player in the series. Uh, the, the stats probably won't say it if you're like a box score monger and you just hover over the box score. But I did think the temperature of uh, the series, Chris Paul was the best player. He was, he was in prime form. And I just thought the others <clears throat> uh, for Phoenix were just so far and away better. Like, that was the biggest difference for me in the series. It was the others. Chris Paul was the engine. But it was, you know, a Jay Crowder and Mikkel Bridges and DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and, um, you know, Campaign and uh, Johnson and even Craig. I mean, they, they, were all, sorry, I mean they, they were all great. They were all great. And, you know, it just goes to show you the comfortability that Phoenix had in this series. They were never really stressed and because of that no one from phoenix really had any wholesale struggles they they just you know everyone on phoenix had a good series you know and how many players for the nuggets had good series you know will barton was you know i will say that probably a you know a bright spot there the last two games and him showing some guts he didn't he didn't have to uh be out there right he he's, he's got uh money to be made this off season and You know, he didn't have to be out there, but I thought, you know, especially in game four, uh, well, well, both games really. I mean, his willingness and his, um, you know, stick-to-itiveness to get back in this series uh, right as the season is on the doorstep of ending, I thought was commendable. Outside of that, I didn't really think anyone you could say across the four games had a good series. Everyone struggled uh, in large part for uh, the Denver Nuggets, so... It was just one of these things where... And you could feel, by the way, like the Nuggets were done. They were done. And I'm definitely not trying to take away from Phoenix here, okay? I'm not because I just got done heaping praise onto them. But I'm not sure who is left in the Western Conference playoffs, like in the second round, like whoever, whoever, whatever team was in the second round, I don't think Denver would have beaten anyone. They just looked totally tapped. Just spent. So... It, 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 so you add up that factor and just how well phoenix is playing um you know you you get the result that uh that you got um you know i i see a lot of chatter on social media uh not not from nuggets fans but um you know just from you know voices uh in in the nba uh social media circles and <clears throat> um taking away you know taking away from Nikola Jokic and his MVP campaign like oh yep you're MVP this is your MVP you know he he got swept guys don't 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 buy into that seriously don't don't buy into that um is is magic johnson uh, any less back in 1989 where he won the MVP and they got swept by the pistons no no and ultimately magic's legacy is so great that no one even brings that up. And th- this right here might be the first time that you heard of that, depending on uh, you know, what age you are and what level of a basketball fan you are. Um, so don't, don't feed into that uh, narrative that, hey, this is your second-round MVP getting swept. No, it happened to Magic Johnson in 18, uh, 1989. Um, Moses Malone won the MVP 10 years prior to that, and they got swept by the Hawks in 79. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, do, do people bring up that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was swept out of the playoffs before? Because he was. In the same year, he won the MVP, right, uh, against the uh, Trailblazers in 77. You go back uh, years before that, Wes Unseld um, won his MVP, and they got swept by the Knicks. So right there, by the way, I just named you uh, four other Hall of Famers that got swept in the same season that they won MVP. Ultimately, the catalog on Jokic is going to be so large, um, and I, I really believe that with with Conviction—it's <clears throat> going to be so large that this is a um, this is a blip on the radar, you know. And also, I think there is some level of vindication for that specific conversation when you look at you know the other teams in the conference finals a year ago. Uh, and, and I say in the year ago, it wasn't a year ago. That's a big part of this conversation as well. And I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not like running to the, the the aid of Jokic. I'm like just a reasonable basketball fan that. Is like, okay, LeBron lost his second best player and they couldn't get out of the first round. Uh Jason Tatum lost his second best player in Jalen Brown and they couldn't get out of the first round. Uh the Miami Heat were in the damn NBA finals. They couldn't get out of the first round. So don't don't buy into that. Um, it just is what it is. Does the dynamic suck? It does. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one. You know, here on our <clears throat> radio station in Denver, excuse me, uh, four f- three of the fan, uh, Show, Stokely and Zach, we had this question, this fill-in-the-blank question about the Colorado Avalanche and the Denver Nuggets seasons as they both ended within uh, just a day or two of each other uh, in, in flame-out fashion, especially with the Avs. But uh, it was, uh, you would describe the ne- Denver Nuggets season as, and you fill in the blank. And it's such a complicated um blank to fill because on one hand we watched an MVP campaign MVP like this is and I said this on the um on the MVP specific uh podcast and if you haven't checked that out uh go back and 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 check that out um in just the uh, previous episodes there but (sighs) I think you could fairly argue that Jokic winning the MVP is the largest feather in in the hat of the organization's history. You know, we just saw history all around. Like Jokic um here in the in the uh 24 hours within 24 hours of me recording this, Jokic has been named first team all NBA. Okay? He becomes the first Nuggets player to earn All-NBA team honors in three straight seasons. And now has two first-team selections. That ties David Thompson for the most in franchise history. You know, the guy averaged, you know, uh, over 26 points a game, 11 rebounds, over 8 assists. You know, shot career-high percentages from the field, from behind the arc, and from the free throw line. The guy was like... Averaging the same amount of steals as Kyrie Irving, he registered 60 double doubles, 16 triple doubles. He surpassed Dekebbie Matumbo for the most double doubles in Nuggets history. He passed Fat Lever for the most triple doubles as well, um, and and tied him for the most triple doubles in a single season. And this was a shortened season. So how could I, how could I? I just went down a little rabbit hole there with some of these stats. But how could I watch that and watch this MVP campaign? And yet, feel so let down, and uh, at the at the at the finish line, because of you know some of the dynamics, and you know the team being spent, and not having Jamal Murray, and not having Will Barton, and you know not having uh, you know Monty Morris for large stretches, and no PJ. You guys, you guys know this. Um, so when you, if you're really forced to boil it down to a simple fill in the blank, which is probably unfair. My response to that, despite seeing this MVP campaign, is when we were on the air, I said the Denver Nuggets season is incomplete. And that's how it felt, because it did feel a little bit conflicted uh, at the very end. You know, uh, they got bludgeoned in the second round. Not ideal. So you have this contrast of thoughts or emotions, and to try to summarize it, it is a little bit complicated. It is a little bit complicated because at one point during this season, before Jamal Murray got hurt, it legitimately felt like the Denver Nuggets were the best team in professional basketball. And we were legitimately talking about championship aspirations, and fairly so. We weren't using our imagination. We weren't overextending ourselves. It was real, and, and our eyes were, were telling us that it was real. So um, it's a, it's a juxtaposition of a handful of different things and it leaves me desiring more like i want i want more you know i want i want to have those same conversations uh, for the next couple of years i want to have the mvp conversations with jokic for the next couple of years he's just turned this corner as this as as going from an, uh, a really good player to you know a top tier tier 1 nba player really just in the last 3 years starting in 2019 when he finished f- uh, first team all nba and fourth in the mvp vote and then second team last year in the Western Conference Finals, and then this year with the MVP. He is just blossoming. And there's nothing about his game that limits him for the future in terms of athleticism. So I, I want more. We'll see what um, is down the road. A um, couple thoughts here. A couple, couple thoughts. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, has a long, long way to go. Uh, There has been highs and lows with Michael Porter Jr. this year. Uh, There's been a lot more good than bad. But you could see when they needed him most, he's just not quite ready for the responsibility that was heaped on his plate here in these playoffs. Like if, if, if Michael Porter Jr. is your third option, the dynamic of this series is very different. He's your second option, and he wasn't ready. And that was obvious. Uh, from a couple different standpoints one defensively two not being able to create his own shot and kind of getting exposed uh in some spots especially game 2 was was pretty ugly um when he went 3 for 13 from the floor and so he he's got a long way to go and I think he he probably be the first one to tell you uh that he does he's uh he he wants to be great mpj wants to be great and I hope that we see uh the work that desire uh take physical form in in the work. So he stayed healthy for the large part, couple tweaks here and there, but for the large part he stayed healthy, which is, you know, the the most the biggest takeaway considering where we've come in this conversation. Um and now and now just like the Nuggets, I was saying we want more, we we want more from Michael Porter Jr. And he's talented enough to um where that is a reasonable ask. So we'll see what happens with him uh, year over year. He's just 22 years old, and hopefully he's going to be a Denver Nugget for a very long time, and uh, we get to see him bud uh, the way that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic did. You know, it wasn't that long ago, even right here on this podcast, that uh, we were asking for more and more from Jamal and Nikola, saying that, like, look, you show me about once a week how awesome you are. The other two times, or or then it transferred to – uh, you show me twice a week how awesome you are. Where are you the other one or two nights? And now those questions, you know, more or less, got answered with both of those guys. Unfortunately, we didn't see Jamal down the stretch of, of, with the um, with the devastating knee injury. Uh, but before that, those questions were mostly answered, mostly. Uh, and for Nicola, they were all the way answered. Now, I will say this about Nicola, um, and I wanted to make sure I said this because much conversation was had about. Uh, Nicola and the and the and the flagrant foul and getting uh, kicked out of game four and that's how his you know MVP seasons uh, season ended with him walking alone down the hallway. He's just got to be better. He's just got to be better than that. He's got to be more mature than that. He knows better. We've seen this way too often from Nicola. And maybe I gave him too much credit midway through the season because it looked like it was really an emphasis from him that he was just shutting his mouth. And um, down the back stretch of the season, we saw it um, the way that we used to see it. And those wind-up frustration fouls, uh, I, like, like people said, hey, would, if LeBron did that or if Giannis did that, would they get kicked out of a game? For... I'm not saying previous history was weighed into it. I've just never seen those guys do that. And I've seen Nikola Jokic do it four times this season. And again, not saying that the, the previous history was weighed into it. I'm just saying in general, forget the, the game itself and the foul itself. In general, he needs to stop doing that. And cross through another, even yet another threshold uh, of maturity. Uh, the Mike Malone conversation—you know, a lot of uh, people frustrated with Michael Michael Malone. Um, some of it is very fair. I, uh, I am I am not going to tell you that some of those criticisms from Michael Malone. Uh, whether it's uh, from lineup and substitution patterns to the way he you know, handled his team after losses, saying that they quit you know, a handful of times in, in the same, same playoffs. Um, Michael, M- Michael, and I've said this through the years, Michael Malone is not a perfect coach, but I believe he has been the perfect coach for this team, and I believe that he definitely deserves uh, another season. Uh, at this. And if we're feeling as deflated this time next year as we are this year, then maybe we can push that conversation further. But for right now, um, I, I would like to see uh, a little bit of patience exercised uh, with the Michael Malone conversation. But if you want to have the conversation, I think it's fair. I'll say that. And I think both of those things can be true uh, at the exact same time. Uh, we've probably seen uh, Paul Millsop for the last time. And, and I think that it's probably best uh, Paul Millsap has been a good Denver Nugget. Hasn't been bad, hasn't been great, but he's been a good, uh, through the years, steadying force. Uh, Nuggets obviously had to overpay him out the nose to get him to come here. He came here. Um, it was good while it lasted. It's probably just the end of the line. That's what it feels like. Um, didn't feel like he belonged out there uh, in this series. And, um, you know, d- didn't didn't even play um, down the stretch of this series. And uh, look, he's 36 years old, uh, and there's a difference between, you know, 36-year-old Paul Millsap and 36-year-old Chris Paul. Uh, you saw it in Game 3, not a factor uh, at all. Had some moments during the series, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not dwelling on one game. I'm looking at where he's at in his career, where this team is going, what they need, and it's probably, it should be the end of the Paul Millsap road. We'll see what's next with that. Probably the end of the Austin Rivers road, right? Uh, may is, may well be the end of the JaVale McGee uh, return, um, and I'm okay. <clears throat> I'm okay with all those things. Um, if you want to keep JaVel around, that's fine. Um, but this team uh, needs to explore uh, other options that we'll talk about a little bit uh, later in this off season. Um, okay, guys, those are the uh, those are the thoughts that are on the top of my head. Um, it uh, you know it was imperfect. But, but i'll say this let me let me finish with this that when my co-host on the fan was asked that question the nugget season uh was blank he said exciting and i think that was a i think excuse me i think that was a um a good encapsulation of this because you had a, a little bit of a rocky start and then a major uptick and rebound and then and then you're feel like you're the best player, uh, best team in the NBA after the Aaron Gordon trade, and then you have this massive blow of the Jamal Murray injury, and then you go on this massive run without Jamal, where it felt like, you know, they were fighting for their life to stay on top of the of the West and host a first-round series, and they did, and maybe because of that stress throughout the whole back stretch of the season, maybe that, you know— Taxed the team a little bit too much, and resulting to them just being tapped out in the second round, maybe. But but that stretch of time was massively exciting. It was like how how are they just winning every night without Jamal? And then you you have the MVP uh, of the league and his campaign. Yeah, and you had guys that were you know like the like like fun additions like Aaron Gordon and Faku Camposo and the Austin Rivers conversation and. It was, it was quite a ride, I will say that. It was quite a ride. It didn't end at the, at the summit the way that we wanted, um, but the ride was fun. The ride was fun, and sometimes when you go hiking, it's just not about taking the picture at the top, right? It's about that journey, and this is another step in the Nuggets journey, and hopefully uh, from here moving forward, it's, a, it's another step. It's another progressive step, um, much like we've seen each of the last um, five years here. All right, that'll do it for now. going to take a small break uh, from the podcast, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about off-season moves and big-picture stuff, maybe invite on a couple guests here uh, in town that cover the team. But I want to say this, guys. This is um, the third year in the books of doing this podcast, and I just want to thank you for spending your time. I know I say that at the top of every podcast, but I just want to make sure I emphasize it. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you out there who take their time and uh, listen to my thoughts. Um, more oftentimes than not just solo, talking to myself. And um, I just really appreciate it. And I hope that you enjoyed uh, this nugget season the way that I did. I hope you have a blessed off-season. Recharge that battery. And we will be checking in soon right here on the Mile High Hoops Podcast. hey, didn't realize you were listening. Well, let's make this quick. And don't touch that dial. We're Rocky Mountain Forest Products. And we're not aggressive. We're passionate. And we're not going to blast you with facts you don't need. But when you do, visit RMFP.com. Whether you're in need of fencing, decking, or sighting information, it's all there. And best of all, it's free. No one likes a salesman, so we're not going to sell you. Whether you need the info or not, just remember RMFP.com. You do you, Colorado. You do you.